Welcome to Serial Podcast 9. Start the episode and then tell me your story. And go. I'm Gerardy Peralta. And I'm Kevin Peterson. And I'm Ryan Benoit. And this is Serial Podcast 9. Episode 49. All right, Gerard, you got a story. (laughs) And we're going to see if it's appropriate for a podcast. Remember I was saying, no, I'm going to like maybe try to get into flipping Porsches, whatever. So kind of been looking at prices, whatever. Wake up, was it Saturday morning? First car I see, amazing. It's fucking insane. Dream car, whatever. I mean, you know, and I'm like, fuck, is this, is this what I think it is? It's like, and I'm thinking, okay, like, why is this thing priced like this? I mean, it's heavily modified. So obviously maybe it's not worth as much, but like it's a 964, like, average price on any 964 is like 70 grand this car was twenty three thousand dollars twenty three thousand dollars so what did i do i bought it (laughs) so you bought this i pulled together 30k canadian and i bought it so i'm thinking it's pretty sick it's fucking insane so anyways i'm like okay like i'm telling cat i'm like this porsche is like worth so much more than this like this thing is like like these guys don't have a clue what you know what what the hell's going on this and that whatever now you just want to keep it though yeah obviously i want to keep it but like yeah so (laughs) so there's that i paid for it it's reserved for me it's mine that's my invoice and like i'm on the island i don't have a bank and i can't i can't credit card this car i can't paypal this car i have to get to a fucking bank and do like a transfer eugene's not in on monday so i'm freaking out and it's on a basically when you buy it it's like you know, you got 48 hours to give him a fucking photo of a transfer. So I'm fucking freaking out. I'm getting this, all this shit done. I'm like, as we're coming home, I'm like on the phone with Eugene, like get this transfer done, gets the transfer done. My fucking address is wrong. Like, like fuck, it doesn't have the invoice number on it, all this shit. And I'm like, I'm telling Kat, I'm like, man, like, these, like if this car is what I think it is. So first of all, it's supposed to be an RS, which is like, the fucking creme de la creme shit. Like, like obviously it's like, seems ridiculous. The average price for an RS right now is $200,000, but it's in Japan. So I'm thinking, okay, it's not a real RS. It's a fucking it's career two. They put RS badges on it. It's like, it's all fucked up. It's probably been an accident. That's why it's so cheap. This and that I go, but I don't give a fuck. Like this car is coming here. I'm going to sell it for at least a hundred grand. I'm, I'm golden ticket. I'm fucking making it right. <laughs> yeah. But of course, I'm like telling Kat, I'm like, man, like this is too good to be true. Like this car is literally like, like a six digit car. So whatever, I'm on the phone with, I I call Yasu in Japan. I'm like, yo, like, like I need an extension. I can't get this thing done. Like I can't get them the the bank transfer in time. But anyways, I managed to get in the bank transfer, this and that. So then I get, and I'm, and now I'm shitting, shitting bricks. Cause I'm like, I know they're going to figure it out. I know the price is wrong. It's literally missing an entire fucking digit, right? Like it should be 230,000, not 23,000. Sure enough, I get the email. Yeah, it says, thank you very much, but they fucked up. The price was 10 times more expensive than it was supposed to be. So you thought you were going to get a $200,000 car for 23,000? Yeah. Could you imagine? Right? Could you? Well, could you it, doesn't, it sounds like they want 2.3 million, doesn't it? No, that's that's two hundred. So that's the car. Two hundred and sixty. That's three hundred thousand dollars Canadian. Three hundred and like forty. Because it is it is a genuine RS. 
It has a fucking 993 RSR engine. So like a racing engine with the six speed, like ITVs, full cage. Those are cars with $3,000 each. Like has like, less like fucking fire suppression has two piece Alcon rotors and shit. Like it's literally like, like those wheels are like roof, you know, like magnesium wheels. It's like the craziest Porsche in the entire world. Uh, and so, so yeah, I tried to buy it. I did buy it, but then they're just like, yo, like, sorry, man, like jokes on you. <laughs> but I snagged yeah. it. I was like, yo, like I'm buying this fucking car. Like I saw it and I'm like, yo, like, yo cat. Like I'm like kind of freaking out. I'm like, yo cat. Like there's this crazy 964. Like, like you have no idea. Like this car is like worth like so much money. Like we're going to make all this money. Like it's going to be sick and this and that. It's like fucking buying a fake NFT, man. <laughs> fucking shit. Like, yeah. Uh, at, least, at, at least it wasn't a scam. At least it wasn't like yeah. you send the money and there is no card. You know, like, yeah, they they yeah I get the money there. back. It's, you know, it, that would have been the ultimate scam. Dude, it, it, the car is so nuts, man. So, I, I feel, feel like I, I feel learned like that is something part of about a scam, you. though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is very insightful into like Gerard as a person. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Like, just such an optimist. Like, Kevin, what would you have done? I feel like you would have off the off the hop, maybe been a little bit more critical. It said buy it now, so I bought it now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, why not, right? Yeah, yeah I probably would have just you know, why not? Ball up, throw, throw it down, throw down. I was thinking about that over the weekend where I was just like, man, I should like, I should have just spent that $30,000 on that, that Dyna tow truck that had like very little kilometers and like looked immaculate because my investment went down and I lost that money anyway at this point. So I could have had that tow truck or not had that tow truck and had the same amount of fucking money in the bank anyway, basically. So like here I am without the tow truck. Yeah, but I mean, you yeah. just wait it out; it'll be back up. Yeah, yeah, like you I lost that money. No, I know, but like, I feel like if if I would if I would have taken that money out, I, the money that's there now probably would have been at the same amount it's at now, and I yeah. have this tangible asset of the tow truck. Though. No, I hear you, man. I hear you, <laughs> and it's funny too because like now that the whole like uh, crypto NFT thing is like kind of a little bit in the dumpster and stuff, and it's like people were so hyped on you know, basically JPEGs and stuff. Right. And it's like, at the end of the day, man, like people, people have shitty days and they get depressed or this and that. And like, you don't get super stoked, like looking at a fucking JPEG, you know what I mean? You want to like hop into a car or like, I don't know, fucking go out on a boat or like do something that's like, takes you away from the shit. Like, you know, like literally you escape in something or on something, a motorcycle, a fucking car, you know, a bicycle, who knows what it is. And those things cost money too, but like they're actually real, you know, a real, real piece of art, like touch the, touch the oil paint. You know what I mean? Like, don't touch the oil paint. You'll ruin it. <laughs> you know what I'm getting saying? Getting your greasy if hands you, on If it. you really want yeah, to, you can. Yeah. yeah. Let's not get Gerard any nice art. <laughs> He'll ruin the painting. What if I just rub my hands all over this? My it sounds like Gerard's, Gerard's like come full circle on the NFTs now, though. It no, I mean, I'm still into it. I'm just saying like. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's funny that like it's, people are kind of like, oh shit, like, ooh, like you know, <laughs> it's a bit, it's yeah. a bit, it's a bit down right now. I mean, it sounds like you've really just gone full Gerard on the thing. You were all about it, and then now you're like, ah, 
or the opposite where you're against it and then you're like yo you know anything about ev cars <laughs> saw plaid on the weekend oh wow was, is that impressive no it's very underwhelming yeah, of course like what looks like a fucking ass like yeah it looks it the, the, like, no way it looks cool like i like I, I, thought it was, I didn't even look for it oh you should have looked for the yoke uh, and you could have been like wow that's my favorite steering wheel in the entire world <laughs> <laughs> yeah the stupid of the wheel the more i want it yeah i also saw a lamborghini what is like the C- cm002 they're like LM002. LM002. Old one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those things are sick. Yeah, yeah. I have a picture with Dominic with one. And then the like, tires are crazy. And then like so 60 wide. Porsches in a row. Oh. Dude, I'm getting a Porsche. Were, were any of them $30,000? Um, no. Dude, you'd be surprised, man. You'd be surprised. That's that's why I was like, yo, like, the prices are pretty pop. good. But you can kind of you can kind of ask any of my friends. I've been obsessed with Japanese Porsches for like literally forever like i've always just like send my friends like yo check out this crazy porsche with like i don't know what did i have like a group like a like an hks turbo and like a you know like a grady intercooler that had been modified and stuff i just always think it's so cool to have like oh, yeah. a, Por- a porsche with like like an os clutch or like like i like endless brakes like it's just, it's just so fucking cool man i Add find that meals. i find that immensely more interesting than anything else Porsche wise, I think. Yeah, exactly. Like it's like, oh, it's like the thing that I like. But it's on, a Porsche. But it's a Porsche. Yeah, exactly. So I think it is, it's very enticing. And I was telling you the story. I was in Saskatchewan and one of the guys has just bought a Porsche. Mm-hmm. That's a GT3, like, I think. Yeah, it's a GT3. And oh. now everybody is like, I should get a Porsche. I'm like, okay. <laughs> they all golf now and they want a Porsche. So yeah. I was like, okay. We yeah. all turned a corner except for me, I guess. I was like, oh. <laughs> I said Carter's JZX, and I was still like, oh, I think I like that the most, but I'm weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was a lesson about going home to the prairies. So <laughs> oh. Jake, Jake sent me a link to a drift event today that takes place in October in Oregon. And first prize is a turbo JZX90. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Second is prize. Is it put on by Y plate? It's put on by Y plate. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say it's got to be. Yeah. With Drift HQ. And oh, well, that's sick. Link and Valino. And like, wow, that yeah. sounds like a pretty dope event. Yeah. I was like, yo, it's kind of, that kind of sounds. But who's sick. driving them, right? Like, I don't know, man. Like, probably some heavy hitters driving. to win yeah, a $30,000 yeah, exactly. car. That's what I mean, right? Like, the, I, I was like, are there, what's the tech rules? Cages? And he's like, no cages, pretty much anything. So like, right, you, can, you can bring anything. Yeah, exactly. When is it? October. October. Yeah, you yeah. can do. May make that work. Do that. But it's like it's in like Medford, That's which is like far. Eight, nine, nine, ten hours. Yeah, it's, ten, it's a ten-hour drive. Yeah. It's a bit of a. That was, a I'm pretty sure a, that's where Final Belt was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It is a. It's a pretty like tight, small-looking track. If you look it up, it looks very sick. Listen, if you want to do that, I'll go with you. I, I mean, I don't know. If you want to win a car that you don't really care about, I, I was saying that to Jake. How hilarious would it be to like import a JZX90 back from the states into Canada? Like, yeah. you, it's probably pain in the ass to be honest. Yeah, you'd be selling Just that car sell right it down away. there. Yeah, you'd like as soon as you want it, you'd be like, "Who wants it for fifteen thousand? <laughs> yeah, I don't want a ninety. Fuck that. 
I just wouldn't even bring it back. I'd just be like, yo, like sell this thing instantly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Fire sale. Uh, um, so I do have a question mm-hmm. from JZS Poppy, our friend from Germany. Uh, it's a voice hey, puppy. I love that he sends voice notes. So I'm going to try to play it. Yeah. Do not replay Real. a sound clip. Uh, depends how they send it. Instagram. Well, if it's, yeah, it's the kind that you can replay, then yes, if it's not. Exactly. It's two different ways. Ah. He, okay, I'm going to reiterate his question because I don't think it's going to work. Um, Probably not. Yeah, so I'm going to try. I'm going to do it on memory. So, JZS Poppy, if I screw this up, I'm very silly. So, essentially, the question was... Um, there's been an influx of American drivers going to Japan. Like we have more and more like, and YouTubers as well. Like YouTubers, it's kind of become like, yeah. you got to yeah. go to Japan and you got to drive. What I guess what he was trying to get at was we see this like kind of influx of poor style being imported into Japan by, by people that aren't Japanese. And he kind of wanted to know what our thoughts were on that. Like, how do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, it is what it is, man. I don't think that's a new thing, to be honest. I think maybe it's just maybe more like prominent because of YouTube. Like, like a lot of, I want to say it's like probably Australians or Kiwis or like Europeans. I mean, uh What's his name? I feel that like Japanese people like draw on all that stuff anyway, though. You know what I mean? Like the same way we draw on like Japanese stylings and stuff. Like, and also it's like it's, it's not the world's best shit. Like, you know, some of that Japanese style stuff is terrible. <laughs> um, what's his name? Is uh, man, I can't think of his name. Power Vehicles. They have like an entire operation. And like, what about Brazilians, man? There are so many Brazilians in Japan, like, like Sidex, all Brazilians. Like, I don't really think it's new. I think maybe it's just what he's sort of seen. Like, uh, what's his name? IGR.BRC or whatever. He's like a, like a Brazilian YouTuber. Has like a million followers, like hugely popular. Uh, I mean, I don't know if that's just like in Brazil or other, you know, other countries. Uh, yeah. I don't watch him because it's in Brazilian or it's in Portuguese and I can't understand it. But like he, he hit us up for sponsorship before and I checked him out. I was like, yo, like this guy's like huge. Yeah. Um, he has that, like that 100 that's like highlighter yellow. Yeah. Is that the guy? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then all the side X guys are also Brazilian. Uh, and like, yeah, there's tons of Australians, Kiwis. Man, I can't think of where that dude's from, and I can't even think of his name right now. Power Vehicles guy. Like, he did, competes in D1. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, but he's like, I want to say he's like Irish or British or Scottish or he's, you know what I mean? Set up an entire business <laughs> in Japan. Like, at Ibizu. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, I don't think the the American thing is new, but and I mean Noriaro, Australian, been there forever. Uh, Samet, Australian, been there forever. Milky Diamonds, UK, 
You know what I mean? Like the only person that I kind of know that's, there's probably a few small YouTubers from America that are sort of doing it, but like, I mean, Adam LZ went there and YouTube from there, but he's not like moving to Japan to like, it's kind of either here nor there for me. So you don't find that the waters are being diluted. Like this isn't diluting anything for you. Is it taking, I mean, the waters have been diluting for many years. I don't think it's more so lately. Yeah. Especially with COVID stuff, there hasn't been an influx of people for like two years. So maybe now if there's a few people that come now, like they're making up for two years worth of lack of people. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But I, I mean, I just saw a thing IPC posted that they were just like disgusted with how the pits were after like the last Metsuri. And like, basically, if you have like a slash plate, like you're like a, a foreigner, you're not allowed to, like they might just not let them drive anymore. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Walter. I don't know his actual name. It's something Walter does his best is his Instagram. I think he put together like a GoFundMe and raised like $3,000 to help. Like they basically, wasn't it? Um, Robbie Nishida gave it to the owner of Ibizu to like, be like, Hey, we're really sorry. Like this doesn't represent like this behavior doesn't represent all foreigners. Yeah. Uh, this is for us to like pay for like any cleanup or any. Oh, it's like, that's chill. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I think Walter is from America. So, so there's that. But I mean, like all those guys have been to America and done that. Like Stuart Leesk and like, or maybe not Stuart Leesk. Uh, what's his name? Um, yeah, like a lot of guys have been to and got like to Japan for a Matsuri or a couple Matsuris or like a couple months and then just come back and like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if it's like, totally viable to just completely move to japan like indefinitely like you know like samet or or uh, alexi it, or, it does feel like if you're like a one dude and you're a youtuber it it could be a viable you know because all you have to do is keep yeah. making content so like just go to where the content is sort of thing yeah, and, yeah. at the like, same yeah, time the like, content has to be relatively fresh because like at this point with youtube oh yeah being you know like everybody's been to daikoku like a hundred times like who's that video where I'm trying to think of a YouTuber that people were like, yo, that shit's lame. Cause like, it's all, like, you're literally just like recreating content from like other YouTubers. But I mean, it's always <laughs> due for you. You know what I mean? Like when's the last yeah. time if you go to, if you go to Japan and you go to Daikoku on a night and you see all these sick cars and you're a YouTuber, you're going to film it. What are you going to not? Yeah, exactly. Somebody's going to watch it. Like, yeah, you've been seen before, <laughs> but like, their their scene footage has probably been seen before and like before and before you know what i mean like the shit's been going on for decades it's, it's not new yeah exactly i think we kind of got it it's just like what do you think of these like tiktok builds coming to japan but i get the point is that mm-hmm. a lot of people look at japan as the uh like the 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 it's like the source code for what you do yeah. and then now someone's there kind like of influencing like, it poorly yeah and like riding a wave of a thing that you have this really is a little bit of like when you break it down it really is a little bit of like gatekeeping and stuff a bit mm-hmm. yet, right like because they are there influencing it poorly representing probably outside of japan not well and a lot of people's perspective Mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah no, i can understand that like maybe if this guy is coming from where you come from and he is now 
you know, a representation of, of you and you feel he's doing a poor job. Yeah. Not, that would be frustrating. Frustrating for people as well to watch someone come in relatively fresh, maybe, or seemingly relatively fresh, mm-hmm. do all the things that you would be interested in doing but not do them as well or like to your standard of how you'd want to do it. Does that I mean, kind of make sense? I, I do get that. And I do hear that. Although I guess like someone's a doer and someone's a wanted doer. <laughs> <laughs> to be but, fair, I've had conversations with Gerard about stuff like that. It's like if Gerard did it. It would be different than what's happening now. Yeah. But I guess the whole thing with me and the reason why I care fairly little about this whole period stuff period is like yes i like drifting um and you know i'd love to drive into bisu and like you know do all that stuff but like i also have never ever seen a youtuber or anybody go to japan and like build a sick car like a sick fucking car and go drive like other events like they may not be as like challenging driving wise and like maybe you know, it's not like the be all end all of like driving experience, but like the Dory Dory event or any of the Aristo events or like the one Jay-Z Festa or like any of those events where it's like your car kind of has to be sort of sick and not just like, you know, a drift car. Right. Right. Like I've never seen, I haven't not seen anybody go to Japan and build a sick car, to be honest. I don't know. I can't think of it. I mean, Andy Gray definitely built sick cars. I'll tell you that. But I mean, they are like D1 cars. They are drift cars there. I mean, he's built so many that there probably are some good, you know, street cars in there too. But like the cars that we look up to in Japan or that I look up to, not look up to, but like the cars that I admire in Japan aren't on the same playing field as like the YouTuber, Ibizu, American, Australian. They're, They're not the same. Right. Because so, the YouTuber uh, is going there, like we kind of said, just to create content. But I mean, to be I mean, impactful. building a building a sick car and going to like a one Jay Z festival is totally content. Yeah, but I guess there's overhead. There's what can you afford? The cost of doing it. What's it? And then, do you have? And then the question is, do you have the taste to build a sick car? Like you know. Well, like, see, the, the thing that I find interesting is like. I bet you if you take a demographic like of our, you know, followers or a lot of like the import scene followers or drift car scene followers, those guys probably spend maybe not so much anymore, but like spend hours on Yahoo auctions trying to find the sickest wheels or like, you know, like trying to find this rare arrow or trying to find this like, I don't know, like these, you know, Ganadors and all these like cool parts. Like I know you can get them in the States now and I know you can kind of, you know, because the internet and everything, you can get them anywhere, but like, why wouldn't you go to Japan and be like, yo, I'm going to buy these wheels on Yahoo, like find these sick ass wheels and like maybe buy some like used kind of crazy, like 326 power coilovers or, or go to 326 and like buy the coilovers and like build this like ridiculous car that like you normally would build in the States, but build it in Japan and actually drive it around, like literally on the ground, go to Japan and build a van. I don't, I don't know, like do something that's not, go to Ibiza and drift not saying that I wouldn't want to do that because that's fully sick but like why hasn't anybody done that I think it's harder to it takes time it takes time and but I mean those guys are going there to like quote unquote live aren't they how long does it take to build a car when you're literally at the mecca of all the car parts 
Yeah, I don't no, know. No, how no. long does it take you to build a car, Gerard? <laughs> Probably take me a couple months. Yeah, I mean, so like, I think if your income is reliant on your YouTube views, you and you need to get something, you need to, like, but I we mean, how, all know. How, how gold is, like, your YouTube content hard. at this point? Yeah, like, yeah. How, we that's all, been done 100 million times over. Okay, but you and I both know how hard it is to continually create content and then build a car. And then, like, and imagine your income was dependent on why the fuck am I put in the place to defend these people that I don't care about? But. One, one thing I will say, though, is, like, that's just being, like, oh, you know, like, I don't know, like, every chess match is the same. Or, like, it's, like, everyone's, you know, like, like yeah, sure, it's, you know, you're filming yourself at Ebisu. It's, like, it's still a different car, different person, different day, different, you know. Like, it's, yeah, I think there's fresh takes on anything. But, like, at the yeah. same time, you could film that fresh take on building the car. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, Sam, it obviously like films, you know, him building this car, building that car. And like, he's, you know, has a bunch of cars and they're all pretty sick, but like none of them are like what a quote stancy cars, you know, like right. nobody's building like the cars that all of our friends drool over. Like you could literally no. go and build the craziest S 15 in the entire world in Japan. But like, Nobody does. It's expensive. But it I mean, a lot of money. All that shit's expensive. But then you got to live in a place, and then like you, like I think if you had the following, I mean, I feel like you're just defending. Like, <laughs> I, I, I probably am, but I'm not. I don't think it's that expensive. The car itself could it, could be built for relatively cheap. You're in Japan, yeah, but, dude. Well, then you like, gotta pay to live in Japan. You gotta make sure that. Okay, how much does it cost to get a body kit from Japan? I don't body, know. Okay, so the, let's say the body kit itself is two thousand dollars. You're paying almost a thousand dollars in shipping or a thousand dollars in rent because the body kit is only actually two thousand dollars. Right. The wheels that you're yeah. paying almost a thousand dollars shipping on, you just go and fucking pick them up from the dude's place or like, I don't know wherever, like get them shipped. Listen, we all don't have <laughs> Gerard. We don't all have Gerard money. And you got to get yourself going. You got to get it going. You'd be out at the squash club. You wouldn't even be picking up. You'd find a squash club in Japan and you'd be playing squash. Talking to Porsche get, owners. Yeah, talking to Porsche owners about how you, Dude, have you one seen that got the, away. Have you seen the Porsche uh, like meets in Japan though, dude? Oh, like the entire racetrack filled with like the sickest Porsches. Hey, the sickest Porsches. So now that we're on to Porsches, where are we at with AMGs? Just so I can keep. I mean, AMGs are great and everything, but they're all all, all the dope ones are like kind of newer, right? So like, that's uh, all yeah. So so what I was looking at in Japan are like basically BMWs and Porsches because the BMWs like you can get E91s and stuff now. So all the E36s, 46s, uh, 91s, like there's a. I saw a pretty sick uh, four-door M3 on TEs, carbon lip, aftermarket seats. Look pretty sick. It's like 44 grand, which I think is still quite a bit cheaper. I don't even know if we got four-door M3 90s here. I don't think we did. I don't think so. Yeah, it's a fully fucking sick car. Um, I don't really know too much about the E90, though. Well, it's a four-liter NAV8 that revs to eight grand, and it's a six-speed, so it's fully fucking rad. Like if you ever hear one, remember remember Jared's? Jared's was an M3. That yeah. thing sounded ridiculous. And like yeah. it was just kind of a cool ass car. 
Yeah, that thing was hella loud when he had that first exhaust. Yeah. All right. So if I sent you to Japan, you'd build the sickest car, go to all the events. Oh, I mean. So you. So you. What is stopping the YouTubers from doing this? Do you think they just, or the TikTokers or the whatever from doing? <laughs> is it lack of vision, lack of planning? I mean, I think they're just a different kind of people. Like they're not. <laughs> they they are drip bag skids. They're not wieners, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone did write in about that, and they they said that we forgot the bullshitter. The bullshitter, the guy that always has the story that's never true. Yeah, and like the build that's never like oh, actual. Okay. Yeah, dude. But then, but then I kind of thought. Bullshitter is actually the uh, a high level, like forever builder, or like a low level forever builder. Like they've, yeah. they've built it in their head and they yeah. lie about it. Like I felt like it fit into that category. But anyway, that was my <laughs> take. I was yeah. like, yeah, they they're going through it. They're telling stories about how sick it'll be or how sick it is, but they're still just a forever builder. What did uh, right. Rares, what did Rare Spec say? He was like, "Oh, what about um... gatekeepers?" Was yeah, I think so. Yeah, but everyone can be a gatekeeper. I just said they were just asshole lifers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the quick thing: when I was editing it, I messaged Gerard and I said, "I I wonder if uh, the like the the Frankenstein guys, like the Doctor Frankenstein, mad scientists." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are just like high level skids, like, like the, the one high, yeah, the you're highest saying, level, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like they go from like, hey, this Volvo's got a crazy engine in it to like, you know, like just anything to drift to still like anything just to, to drift, just but to be it's out wild. There, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's from our uh, previous episode. If anyone's wondering, where we categorized car people into nine separate categories. Yeah. And uh, so you can take a listen to that because it's pretty great. So to go back to it, you're not mad at any TikTokers or YouTubers for being awful. It just doesn't affect you? I guess the fact that they're in Japan being awful doesn't affect me because there are just so many off, more awful or like the world of awful is just so large right now. The fact that it's like seeping into japan i guess to me is not the biggest deal the fact that like instagram is taken over by so much awful it's it's maybe more of a concern you know what i mean yeah yeah kevin how do you feel about it uh a little bit more like i agree with gerard like you know it's it's everywhere it's just getting everywhere and it is what it is. Like, I don't know, but also like there's a bunch of good shit going on. And like, yeah, if you just concentrate on all that, like the stuff you don't like, then like, you know, like that's not, it's not helping you out. Yeah. I, uh, I think about the idea mm-hmm. of like your circle of influence and what like actually matters. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's that is so far outside of my circle of influence that like, I have no control over it and I don't think it actually affects me because you can just put race blinders on like a horse, like a race horse. <coughs> and I was like, not, race blinders? <laughs> like a race horse racing. Yeah. What are they? Horse blinders? Whatever. They're called horse blinders. I think, but yeah, I mean, I, I know. We all know they're for racing. 
fast horses. Um, and not pay attention to the shit that's going on. I, yeah. and honestly, like, I think you have to do that all the time. You have to do that in probably your own car scene. You have to like, not pay attention to, to all the shit, like the bad shit that's going on around you. Like you can't focus on that too much, but I will say a lot of people that I know, um, do focus on that stuff and they really let it like dictate what they do and how they navigate the car world. Mm-hmm. Like we were having this conversation about going to car shows with one of the serial nine employees and their answer to why they didn't want to go to Weckfest was <laughs> because they build their car for themselves and they don't like the idea of building cars for other people. That's yeah. fine. And it's a very valid point. And like, this is a, a mentality that I ran into in Regina. People were saying like, there isn't a car scene in here anymore and everyone kind of sucks. So I don't want to like bring my car out and be a part of a sucky car scene. But the issue is, is all the guys with cool cars have become anyway. they're Yeah. They're, they're letting the shit dictate the things around them. So then the shit just keeps the pile of shit keeps getting bigger and then like the cooler cars are just being tucked away it's like the guys with cool cars have to be more active in the car scene and have to try harder to fight for like or defend what they think is good i think i mean i agree i totally i totally agree with that too because like yeah i'm not like a huge car show guy i i kind of like yeah could kind of give a shit to like go to car shows i do like sort of i guess what i like about wegfest is it it's like a relatively high level so i feel like if my car sort of gets recognized by people that compete at that level then i do feel kind of you know like i i feel like it's 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 uh what's the word it's like a like a good validation versus like going to like the fucking kms car meet or going to like no offense but like driven and stuff where it's like I don't like really give a shit what any of those people think about my car. I just, you know right. what I mean? But that's what, that's exactly Ryan's point. It's like, you, you don't care what anyone thinks about your car. You think all the cars are whack. So you don't bring your car, but now all the, now the cars uh-huh. are whack because you don't bring your car. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's below you, you know? I, I yeah. agree. But like, we were going to go to driven. It's just like, it didn't, just didn't work out. I, yeah. Like, we would have totally, we're both away for the yeah, weekend. We totally just would have gone to driven I also would have gone to Driven. I, but that is the thing. I think that is, I've always thought that it's very, uh, like, almost hypocritical for people to complain about their own car scene. They're like, our shit sucks. Yeah. And it's like, but you have a really cool car and then you don't go out and like represent anything. No, so for then sure. nobody can go out and see your car and then be like, oh, that's actually what I should aspire to that. It's like, it's great. Your car is so so nice. You built it for yourself and you just watch it. Like we used to look at it in your garage and like your five friends see it and stuff. Like, I guess that's kind of cool. It's fine if you feel all right about that. But also like, I don't think any car guy is totally okay with that. Like nobody's car is ever good enough, man. My car's never fucking good enough. But like, right. But here's the thing is that all of us in to some degree are in the business of like making sure that the car scene is cool. Right. Or like keeping it to a caliber. 
if uh, I, and I could argue, you know, it's like it's in the best interest of serial nine for people to want to build like quality, cool cars because you build quality, cool car parts. And that's a quality, cool cars and quality, cool car parts go hand in hand together. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was quality, always quality. about. Yeah. Um, and then for me, it was always about like the idea of having content, like having content that could be that was of a caliber that was worth sharing. And when the people who are vested in creating content or in the business of the car scene aren't also striving to make it better, then it you, you're not really doing anything, you know, like you're not helping anyone out. You're, it's funny you say that comparison between content and cars. And it makes sense too. It's like, I remember like making videos and thinking, man, these videos are kind of shit. Like I'm, I don't want to put them out because there are so many fucking dope, uh, you know, YouTubers or videographers or vloggers or whatever. Now it's like, like what's so great about my content? Like the video itself isn't very good. Like the content to me is kind of like whatever, like, so it's a fucking blip or so it's a like, you know, JZX 100 or an Aristo or whatever it may be. But it's like, like, but realistically just put it out there, man. It either gets washed or it doesn't. But if you don't put it yeah. out there, nobody's going to fucking watch it because they can't. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Exactly. And also, and also, if you don't put it out there, nobody will ever have the opportunity to know more. Yeah. Right. And so, also, you'll never get the opportunity to know if anybody cares or not because you yeah, didn't yeah. do anything. <laughs> but also, nobody right. could ever critique you because you never did anything. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You can never right. get any haters. Yeah. You can't get haters if you don't do anything. How are you going to be fueled by hate then, huh? Exactly. How how, 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 well, you're only going to be locally hated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. How you, um, <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah. It's a very. I don't remember what I was actually going to say. Damn it. I don't know. I, yeah. I think it's important for people to keep putting in. It's an investment. It's a constant investment in the, the car scene and making sure that things of quality and exist. And it rests on the shoulders of the people that have been out in it. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Uh, I've talked to people that have said that they've listened to this podcast and it's totally changed their perspective on cars. Really? And I think, yeah. And it's like, oh, for that's the, for the really worst? great. No, I, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> they're just, oh, well, they have written down AMG and now they're scratching it out. They're like Japanese Porsche, Porsche. <laughs> whatever yeah. Gerard said. Yeah. Um, no, but I've, uh, it's just because that was a perspective that didn't exist or that they didn't have access to. Your yeah. perspective existed. But we created a podcast and we didn't so know people would there. listen to. And yeah. then people listened and then you're like, oh, and that has an influence on, on people. And that's important, yeah. I think. Yeah. So, because I've seen things where in car communities, when the people of knowledge stop contributing, the, the one of the other categories that we've named in the past episode start to rise and that becomes the main influence i've seen drip scenes go from like pretty good to pretty bad because you know like what it very quickly went from like style doesn't matter it just matters like how hard you drive and you're gonna wreck your shit so why bother fixing it because the the, the dominant 
<laughs> mentality existed, like overtook the, the like, hey, style matters mentality. Yeah. And I feel that like, you just gotta be true to what you like and keep pushing that forward. And, you know, you gotta carry that torch, if you will, if, you know, and if, if there's a lot of people who like the same thing that you like, then you don't really have to be out there every weekend. But if you're like the only dude who's trying to get everybody to see the Cambridge school, then you probably got to be out there every weekend, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. And, and, to, sorry. Go on. Sure. No, you go on. And I was going to say that that brings us back to the whole TikTok thing, man. It's like the reason we see it all and the reason we see so much of it is because a lot of those dudes that are TikToking and whatever and like super cab or super ridiculous cars and this and that is because they all want to get seen. They all want to get fucking, they all want to be the most. They all want to be recognized. So like they're making TikToks, they're making reels, they're like doing all this crazy shit. And it's like, I'm not on TikTok, man. I'm not, I don't know. I like to make reels and stuff. I just, I don't do it as much as those guys do. So like maybe my car would be more popular or maybe more people would know what a blit is or whatever, whatever it may be. But like those guys are grinding in their own way to like get whatever shitty content or shitty style or good style or crazy, whatever it is that they're doing, they're grinding hard to get it out there. And that's why we see a lot of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this before as well, where it's like that idea of um, <clears throat> they don't know what they're like. Uh, I, uh, a seasoned car person will look at that and be like, that's not interesting to me because I'm a seasoned car person. And that seems pretty like entry level. But like a lot of those guys probably don't know. And they're just creating content, like you said. And then to Kevin's point, they're just carrying the torch for what they like and what they know. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's like, if you want to, if you want something to be good, you have to be willing to carry the torch for it or put into it or help build it. Cause you can't expect other people to, to influence things the way you want them to go. I feel like we're just teaching people how to be good humans right now. You know? I hope that's all we're ever doing. It sounds like what we're, you know, we're not really talking about cars anymore. We're just talking about general. One thing, one thing I was going to say on that, like human tip is like, you know how we talk about these cars that like kind of have no style and we just drive hard and like, we don't really give a shit what it looks like and this and that. It's like, I want to say probably, I'm going to say probably eight or nine times out of 10, those same dudes that have that car that looks like shit. And it's just a quote unquote, missile car, practice car, whatever. Their street cars aren't that nice either, man. Those guys aren't fucking washing their cars every weekend or like no. polishing their wheels. They, they, they probably have a shitty street car too. So like, I think, I feel like it kind of goes with the type of person. Uh, I do feel that like that, yeah, that whole missile or whatever has just become a cop-out where you're just like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, it's not a missile car. You don't have another one of these that's super nice or that's your competition yeah. car and you're just trying to get exactly. Like, you know what I mean? It's, this is just like, this is your car. This is your yeah. drift car. And this just is, admit what, it, that you're fucking this is what it looks like. Yeah. You're a skid. You got a shitty car. That's fucking end of story, man. But like, that you may be a great driver. And, and you very well, I mean, nine times out of 10, you are a way better driver than I am. That's totally cool. You get a seat time. That's awesome. But like different strokes for different folks, man. And like, I, I definitely don't want my car to look like that. 
Um, yeah, I mean, this has been an on. I feel like this has been the issue for eight years. Was that people just selected the part that they wanted to hear of what a missile car was, and then that was that. They were like, a missile car is a car that is made to be like driven and run into things, and then they ignored the part where it's like you have to have a cool other car to call your missile car a missile car. They were just like, oh, a shitty car. You yeah, know, that that has been. Yeah, and the, the other thing is like the, the idea is to go like very close door to door. The idea is not to bang doors. Yeah, like you know, like like I'm not out there trying to wreck every panel on the car. Right. Yeah, but a lot of people are. They're like, we were banging doors. And it's like that's not really what you want to do. You want to get as close. Maybe they want to. Maybe they want yeah, to. But then that isn't that just a demolition derby? Like, well, no. I mean, if you put tire marks on the door, I think that's pretty sick but like yeah if you but i mean i think at that point too if you're if you're that close like you're driving that close whereas like you can be so good to just put tire marks on the door you're probably going to go a little hard and maybe hit the door at some point but yeah if you straight up go in and like smash into the door that's class yeah yeah um that was when that very much came to on the rise of like what I call the missile crisis, <laughs> uh, or I think a lot of people called it that, but Dota Logic made t-shirts at like for fight the missile crisis. Um, I don't remember those. It was I, at, I feel uh, like I'd wear one of those. I've never seen it. It was like, yeah, it I've was never from, seen that artwork either. It was from final bout, uh, special, like the special stage West when we were, oh, what? really? Yeah. Oh, it's no. like an old timey, uh, like World War II propaganda, where it was like yeah. fight, like the propaganda against the Germans, and yeah. and it had the yeah, all right, I'll find it. Um, Stop talking about it, you about it. Yeah, shut <laughs> up. Send, yeah, email me the logo so I can put it on a shirt. <laughs> New serial nine shirt. It's an old. <laughs> I don't even care. You can. I'll put the X serial nine right where it says Dodo Logic. Yeah, done and done. Uh, <laughs> oh, but it was even that people used to, then they would misuse the the term keep drifting fun. Right? They'd be like, oh, yeah, like keep drifting fun. You guys don't want to keep drifting fun. And I was always very like, the guys that created that didn't want you to fully be doing what you're doing. You're misusing that term. But they, they didn't care. Yeah. Bunch of shitheads is what everyone is. I don't know. It's a 35 minutes. One thing I was going to say about the AMG thing, you mentioned that it's like, I, uh, so we went to the Island on the weekend or whatever. And I was like, okay, like my entire life's literally been about sedans, fucking vans, wagons, any, anything besides a coupe. Like, I don't even think I've ever owned a coupe. Actually, I'm sure I had a Capri at one point. That was a coupe. Like, yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the eight, six is a coupe as well. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, neither of those are really like sports cars. I think the Capri was probably more of a quote unquote sports car than the A86 was. But uh, yes, yeah, kind of spent my entire life just like having cars that were just not the car. You know what I mean? So it's like, I kind of just, I think in the near ish future, I just want a car that's like the car, you know, like a 911 or whatever, maybe an m3 or whatever the the car is you know what i mean like a midlife crisis car, car keeps changing the what like a midlife crisis car you know what that is yeah maybe yeah 
Yeah, maybe I mean, I, mean I think that's that was what why they would call it if you didn't have any crazy cars before this. Yeah, I was gonna say, but but I mean, you know, one could call it I, that. Yeah, for sure, midlife crisis <laughs> cars in nine eleven. I mean, I think that's like a very common thing. I I know probably, I don't know them personally, but I could guarantee if you ask a lot of people that bought nine elevens in the last like five years. Or the last 20 years they're like they're probably like half of them are midlife crisis guys you know what i'm saying one thing i was going to say that's kind of cool with porsches too is that it's like a <laughs> the modding scene or like i feel like it's it's very in line with like you know like the japanese like our kind of people like we basically build our own cars like mod our own cars and i feel like the true porsche porsche enthusiasts do that like there's a lot of DIY guys. It's like, that's the car that they work on is it's a Porsche. And like, I feel like they sort of welcome that. Whereas like, I mean, like I don't really see that with like Mercedes guys. Hey, you guys, guess what? What? What's up? I've acquired a new car. Oh, yeah. snap. Fucking moving up in that Prius. Tell me about Fucking it. 2010 Prius. Oh, I think it's snap. like a car. tech package. It is. I drove it back from Saskatchewan. I got like 43 miles per gallon, which I feel like a Prius can do better. So I'm going to look into that a bit. It's probably your but, heavy foot. Yeah, it's not. Actually, you know what the fun game is? It's trying to get really good gas mileage because it tells you like pretty frequently what your gas mileage yeah. is. You know that most and cars over 2010 do that. Shut up, Even Gerard. <laughs> Even super old. There's, there's uh, a little BMWs. bar, though. Yeah. There's a bar and it tells you when you go into eco mode or when you're in power mode. Do all cars do that? Our, our Sienna does that as well. What? <laughs> Get out of here. Car, a lot of cars do that, yeah. Shut that's, up. That's Shut crazy. the front door. It's a fun game to try to get good mileage. Yeah. It's way fun and, than trying to light up third. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> Listen, I'm just kidding. The saving money is what I'm trying to do. Um, But the funny thing about having a car, which I feel like we're all guilty of, and the point it was like I was I was talking to uh, one of June's. So one of the kids that June goes to daycare with, the dad, I was he's like, oh, you got a Prius, and I was like, yeah. And I was like, I, for some reason, started looking at... He's like, yeah, I got a Tesla. Fuck you. (laughs) Now he's got a 4Runner as well. So he's got the same, like, 4Runner I have. Um, And I, like, started... I was like, I kind of started looking at car parts. And there was a very, very slippery slope of, you know, like, oh, like, I was looking at it. I'm like, it's kind of a cool-looking car, but... Yeah, very. The the wheel gap is kind of... Yeah. Kind of stinks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh... Gotta do. Should, should a guy do something about the wheel gap? And then, like, you start like, what's a uh, what's a not you know? You're like, what's the entry level? And then you know, you're like, oh, lowering springs, and you know, that's probably not the right thing. And then you're like, start like, well, maybe I get coilovers and just don't like dump the thing because I got to daily it. And then you're like, oh man, I wonder like what arrow you can get. And then I've already spent a shit ton of money in my head on this car and then i and you're uh, saving it on gas so really it's a, you yeah, might as well yeah. spend it somewhere <laughs> yeah, and yeah. also did you know that if you lower it right your fuel economy will increase 
I did yeah, know that. Exactly. I did know that. So but then I was you could justify it to your wife. And I feel like you it. probably need to get um, you know, new wheels that are probably lighter flush, flush face. Yeah. I don't know if you'll get lighter wheels, that's for sure. Because they're you get some rays. I'd have I'm pretty sure like work and rays made like three specific wheels. They're oh, super yeah. narrow. Yeah, they're, they're super, super narrow and very light. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it has NK Enkies? Yeah, Enkies yeah. on it right now. But they're 17s. Oh, well, there you go. They're already done. Just dump it. You're done. Fuck. Yeah. Well, the fitment is great. Anyway, right in. So many things. See, the thing with the camber run. Get some VSKS so. on there. <laughs> so the reason why camber is good for an eco car is because you want less less meal, contact patch. Less contact patch. Oh, good. So yeah. So like the stock wheels were like yeah. you know one eighty five, sixty eighteen or whatever the hell they are. Um, yeah. So you want to keep the same contact patch, but you want it to look cooler. So you put a ten inch wheel on, but if you tilt it, you know seven eight degrees, you still only have one third of a two oh five on. Oh, good science. Yeah, yeah. science yeah, is... means camber. Yeah, exactly. But it, it's just funny how quickly rational thought goes out the window because you're a car guy but i think i know i, I think I really probably wouldn't rationalized everything for you yeah i mean a little look at how much sure. we rationalized it i know but is it I, like it's like and the guy when i was talking to him he was like no just I keep know. it stock what do you do he's like he's like just keep it stock and drive it why are you talking about like lowering a prius and i'm like i, I don't know it's kind of cool i think but <laughs> Because also, you don't want to be the guy with the stock ass Prius. It rolls up mm. fucking daycare, you know? Yeah, yeah. You don't want to forget which one's yours in the parking lot. Yeah, I don't want to forget. Huh. Speaking They're... of forgetting. Okay, one. Uh, so we're on the island. We're in, you know, uh, I always forget what it's fucking called, man. <laughs> Shit. Like where you stay when you go Cowichin. there? Yeah, I always forget. Jesus. So whatever couch in small town and, and just generally like around that area, Duncan and, and Chimaneus and stuff, you see a bunch of cars, you know, you see all kinds of cars or whatever, but you don't see fucking Teslas. And when I came home, I was just like genuinely kind of pissed off at the amount of Tesla. I was like, fuck man. Like, is this what I, you know, I mean, there's obviously more cars in general, but man, if you're at a light and you've got five Teslas at the fucking intersection, I'm just like, oh, and they're all... Hey, like, Gerard, what color are they? They're yeah, all white, white obviously. Oh, white. Fuck, I forgot about these things. You know, I forgot about them for, for four or five days. I was just like, never seen they a Tesla. Miss. Yeah. Then ah, then it's back. Yeah. Shit. Anyways. Yeah. So, yeah. So I yeah the we've talked about modding dailies before, but it is a it is a funny thing. It's like I could just enjoy this car for what it is. But see, that's the thing is you don't. I know. Part of the reason you don't enjoy it for what it is is because there's a certain lameness attached to the car itself, and you want to de-lame it to enjoy it more. Yeah. It's a real struggle being a car guy <laughs> in 2022. Uh... You're constantly looking down the barrel. It's And different people I talk to have different perspectives. They're like, ah, fuel isn't going anywhere for a long time. Don't worry about it. The combustion engine is going to be around for a long time. And I was like, I don't 
and to Gerard's point, you're at a stoplight and you see five Teslas. And I think it's very hard to tell someone that lives maybe on the West Coast that that's like not to worry about combustion engines. Yeah. Right? Like I, uh, but then I just sound like a crazy person to everyone else. And probably when we do this podcast, I'm like, oh, we're running out of time. And people are like, shut the fuck up. It's not going anywhere. I feel like Kevin's, Kevin's the biggest proponent of that. I mean, I I feel like I, you know, I was for a while there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe now I'm in that, like, hopefully optimistic, you know, like, just dumb optimism, blind optimism. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. Oh, my no. God. Um, yeah. Uh, you just got to enjoy it, man. I mean, that's... Yeah, that's just it. It's like, uh, you got to enjoy what you have while you yeah. have it. And like, I have it now, so I'm enjoying it now. And it's like, I don't know. They, I think they, they said in BC, they're not going to sell two-wheeled gas-powered vehicles after 2029. So in 2030, you can't get a two-wheel drive or whatever, like a, a gas-powered motorcycle, scooter, anything like that. And I think the cars are not that far after it. But then... There still will be old gas vehicles, but like I don't know, maybe there'll be some shit where you like can't drive it into the city, you know? Uh, right. Or gas or just gets so expensive. Super that, expensive, yeah, that it's prohibitive. Which is yeah. why I was like moved was more keen to have the Prius in my life because fuel economy in a forerunner is shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean like, you're literally driving the shittiest vehicle on fuel in the entire army. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I like that. And with that no idea. return. It's not fast. No. It doesn't no, I don't. Well. no. It'll get but you I... anywhere, buddy. And then oh, home. Yeah, it'll, it'll get you to fucking work and back. Just like yeah. literally any other car on the planet. <laughs> but Gerard, you bought, and we've talked about this, you bought a uh, a daily. And then you're for sure going to mod it as well, aren't you? Which one? BMW? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's modded. I got uh, Milstein, Milstein basic coilovers for it and 18-inch wheels. Just like that? Yes. They'll be waiting for the car when it arrives. Should be. I no think. wheel gap for Gerard in his life ever at all. Not even. Well, no. I mean, I'm also trying to sell it. So I, I, I do want it to kind of stand out. I feel like for me, it's like I, I personalize the car a little bit. I enjoy it for, you know, two to two to eight months. I kind of get a feel for the car. And then I'm just like, okay, next. If I like the car, I'll buy another one. If I don't like the car, I'll not buy another one. Yeah, that's fair. But I don't feel like I don't feel like a, a stock one 118i is going to really give me any sort of enjoyment of the BMW mark. I would at least like it to be somewhat performance performanced, I guess, if you will. You know what I mean? Like I don't want it to be like a race car. I just want it to be like a sports model of the same car if if that existed. So right. what you're saying is mod your daily. <laughs> yeah. 100%, man. I mean, you gotta at least want to look back at the fucking thing, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I agree, but it's like also. Ah. It could be so little, man. I mean, like cats, cat Sienna has 19 inch Genesis wheels on it right. and they weren't expensive. They were $400 and they, they're staggered and they fit well. They're, you know, like the Sienna 
SE, I think it is, has 19s on its stock. So I mean, we just picked the stock to see an entire yeah. size. I just didn't want hers to look like the absolute fucking base model shit that it is. So we got in better summer. <laughs> that it is. <laughs> I didn't want people to know my wife was driving a garbage car. I agree. But to that though, when it because she obviously if she's like, yeah, just whatever, just do whatever. Cause I'm like, okay, we're gonna put winters on the stock wheels and we're gonna buy these like summer tires and put them on these nice. And she's like, yeah, whatever, just fucking do it. And I'm like, okay. And then so after I put the 19s and shit on, they're kind of like a black chrome or whatever. She's like, likes her van. She like looks in, she's likes looking at it and like right. likes driving it. And like even a non-car person can appreciate. And I mean, I think that's BMW's formula they literally just have like the basic looking cars and then every other one looks kind of more interesting than the basic one and that those are the ones that you see you know all these people buy and spend a bunch of money on because they just look more interesting more exciting you know so you're saying i shouldn't buy coilovers for a toyota prius uh yeah (laughs) yeah maybe Yes. Maybe someday. Yo, just get some max peating rods, bro, because it's just your daily. <laughs> yeah, man. 250 bones. Get that bitch slammed. Yeah, and then just completely throw the ride comfort out the window. Yeah, that's what I don't want to do. Though. Mm-hmm. I want, like... Hey, you know what you want? This is a, this is what I'm going to tell you right now. The coilovers you want to buy. Tell me what you car. want, what you really, really want. Are the new uh, HKS Hypermax or Blitz, ZZDs or whatever? Just get something from Japan that is a well-known brand. Like get some fucking teens for it, man. I guarantee you teens are going to be good. But just don't buy like fucking BCs or Max Peating Rods or Yellow I didn't even know what Max Peating Rods was until you said it right now. It's <laughs> never been in my vocabulary. I was like... <laughs> I was like going to be like, what is Max Peating Rods? Like, uh, I swear it's like a meme brand. <laughs> like, really? It's to like be dick ass. Yeah. <laughs> dick ass. <laughs> like, those are legitimate brands. Yellow Bro. Speed, Dick Ass. Ryan Star. Yeah, Ryan Star is a brand. I should get, I should get those. It's got my name in it. You yeah. should. What a, what a sale. Um, I mean, I got another car that requires attention first, I feel like. So maybe I'll continue. Yeah, you should probably that. get some money going, saved up so you can buy parts for the Forerunner. <laughs> <laughs> I got a sale for it. You're going to need them. You need a winch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm selling the Forerunner. The Forerunner is gone. Well, the way that um, car goes. I'd like to see how much you can get for it in today's day and age. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have like a, a year ago, two years ago, you'd have gotten fucking huge money for that thing. Yeah. I feel like we'll, we'll have a conversation. I feel like market. even six months ago. Yeah. I feel like yeah. six months ago, you probably could have gotten huge money for that thing. They're still listed st- pretty high. Good. Uh, yeah. I still feel that people are still wanting vehicles and they're, you know, the, the thing with a forerunner is that people still want to go camping and they want that. Like that's kind of the thing too, is because it's the entry level, the entry price is still relatively low. It's like your choices are a new forerunner for 70 grand or this forerunner for 15 grand. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So we'll see how that goes. That'll be a fun thing, but I got to get that out of my life. And I do a little bit. I got to take all the stickers off of it that my daughter put on the inside window. Uh, <laughs> it's easy. Um, yeah. So I got that. So I'm trying to be a full fledged Vancouverite with a, with a Prius, you know? Nice. Hmm. Hmm, we're going to Weckfest. We are. What did we determine? Um, so when this episode comes out, we will have been back from Weckfest. Gerard will have surprisingly won an award for his blit. He'll be... I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know about all that. No, I'm, just <laughs> I'm definitely not winning shit for that. He will be at first flabbergasted that he won an award. But soon turn it around to, of course he won an award. He's Gerard. If, if they have an award for some sort of wagon, perhaps best, I might get an best, award. What, what, I was saying, like, what I was saying today was like, my main, my, like, I'm concerned about them being like, yo, your car's too beat up to come. Like, <laughs> I, I, I can 100% see that. Because in the photos, it looks, you know. It, yeah, in the photos, it was, it was clean. And now it's been well drifted. Yeah. Work car. You're worried about yeah. the Alteza? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, they'll be fine. I feel like in the realm of like a drift car, it's okay. Like I feel like there's yeah. a, yeah, a exactly. little bit of like it's still a very nice drift car. But there's like in a the world of show cars. There. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like your wheels transcend it. Or like, you know what you mean? Like your wheels like go a long way towards making it yeah i know what you, know you mean? mean it's it's not like i have like square wheels or something yeah if you had yeah. cosmos on that thing fucking see you later buddy like you're not coming yeah. to my show yeah or even i mean even if they were like vskfs or like you know like go threes or whatever i feel like i feel like the fact that they are unique is is a huge positive Man, we haven't made fun of Blitzo threes in a long time. What do you mean? Like, we make fun of long, make fun of like almost every episode. We haven't in a few episodes. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, but no, it's like your hate for Blitzo what Blitzo threes is is gone. <laughs> I don't like hate them, man. I never said I hated them. Oh, I think actions speak louder than words. I feel like I just and your words fact. were pretty loud. <laughs> I feel like I just hate the fact that people think that that's like the most amazing wheel on the planet. Like it's it's just an average Japanese wheel, man. You hate the fact, but you don't hate the wheel. Okay, you know what? You know what we can talk about? Hate the game. Yeah, don't hate the game, buddy. We can talk about a couple of things, but they're just about me. So yeah, I want to do that. Shit. All right. So I'm finally at the at the what's the word crossroads or like the point. In which I think the Blitz, the Blit is a nice car. I, I am genuinely kind of happy with it. And like, I just want to say we've done, you've said it in a few podcasts. So this is a continual crossroads that you come to. You are constantly coming to a fork in the road in your life with that car. Yeah, every every road you travel with the Blit is a fork in the road. <laughs> anyway, continue. Well, whatever. It's got a turbo upgrade recently, which is pretty cool. Um, I did sound deadening and a stereo in the car. So it has like amplified, you know, whatever. Uh, what else? I swear that's kind of 
Oh yeah, the paint. I got I got all the like shit on the car painted. Like it, you know, came over. It was kind of not a nice car to start with, and then I just proceeded to like winter drift it and do all this stuff, and kind of you know, it's kind of beat up and got backed into and this and that. And so the paint, I got the paint fixed, and the dude did an amazing fucking job. And and so the car like looks like a nice car now, and then drives like a nice car now, and like sounds like a nice car now. Like the exhaust though with the turbo buddy, it's fucking amazing so like yeah like i drove home last time i drove home and i was just like man like this car is like you wouldn't think gas was a dollar fucking two dollars and 80 cents a liter or whatever by the way i drove you know what i mean like <laughs> this like people are probably like you fuck this guy like yeah you should probably put a gauge in there that tells you when you're in eco mode like a modern car <laughs> Uh, but just like to hear the turbo even spool, it's like, buddy, game over. So sick. How um, long do you think this feeling will last? Uh, well, I feel like Gerard is the kind of, he has this personality where he kind of just needs new shit all the time. Yeah. So like, it'll probably last as long as uh, when I get it tuned. So that'll be another two to four months that I'll be happy with the 350 horse and yeah. then the new coilovers come. So I'll be happy with the suspension for another, you know, six, six to eight months. <laughs> but honestly, that this car is, this car is pretty much at the end of its build, if you will. I think the only thing later on that I'd like to get is like, like an Artec manifold and I mean, I, maybe cams. That's, that's pretty much it. And I don't, Oof. Maybe like a matching passenger seat. That's there's nothing really more I want to do with the car besides, you know, the serial line suspension would obviously be nice because it's all sort of stock right now. But like, I don't, I don't really think those mods are like really wild or anything. I don't know if I'm going to do the big fenders with the with the different wheels anytime soon because I have to focus on the other car. Which was the other thing I want to talk about is I'm really really excited to put my veil signs on another car. Yeah, the Stagia. Exactly. Yeah, and that's not. So you have more cars coming in. Yes. You have how many cars coming in in total? Uh, well, one, they I haven't even seen the one, but it arrived at the shop yesterday. Uh, oh. Our good friend Daryl dropped it off. <clears throat> Kevin's seen it. Kevin's driven it. <laughs> I haven't even fucking seen it. Um, Kevin, how did it drive? Uh, yeah, honestly, I don't know. I drove it like 100 feet. And immediately parked it and went inside. <laughs> Did you feel like uh, a million bucks? Wait, Kevin's so like, fuck this thing. I can't I mean, remember. Does it have a 1J in it? Yes. But it's It does have a 1J. And it's a manual. No. It's no. Manual. Hell no. Okay, relax. I'm just Hell. asking. Hell. So you have to turbo it and six speed it. No, no, no. no. You don't have to do anything. That no, one well, is simply because there are yelling at me. Everyone, that one is down. that one is just Everybody. like a, a a cell, a cell. So that one is getting Stance XR ones, uh, these Pro Drive wheels that I have, and just a few cosmetic bits, and then that's it. Right. Bye bye. But the wheels that are on it are so sick, bro. I know. They're like bottle, they're like bottle, bottle. They're fully like bottle caps. Yeah. 
but like yeah like an actual old bottle <laughs> they're so brutal and they're like 15s yeah they're pretty hilarious um yeah and then the, the bmw and another toyota is coming <laughs> and you haven't done you haven't posted the stage yet for sale yet no i have to I have to clean it up it's and I have to do some, could be yours. some stuff on it. That car actually is quite good on fuel. It's a VQ25, so. Could have had that going. Mm-hmm. So many things happening in the world of Gerard. What's happening in the world of Kevin? Uh, nada. Just trying to, uh, I guess I kind of worked on the Altesa today to try and get it ready for Weckfest. Started cleaning it up a bit, which I was like, oh, I haven't really done this in six to eight months. Five five years. Like, oh. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, like probably like I don't know. It probably hasn't like looked this good since or this clean, maybe would be a better way of saying it, since uh it was just painted. Know. Yeah. Kevin went to Kelowna this last weekend and yeah. went on a cruise. Yeah, oh, scooters. Oh, is that what you guys did? Yeah, that was in Kelowna. Yeah, it was in Kelowna. Oh, shit. so people brought their scooters to Kelowna. Yeah, yeah. How did you bring your scooter to Kelowna? The CRV. Oh, shit. I totally didn't know that. I thought yeah. I was like, yeah, this the scenery looks a bit weird, but I just assumed you guys went to some place. And so, how many scooters Gerard, were there? Gerard, be a we're better like friend. <laughs> we were like 20. Yeah, why, why, why am I not a good friend? Well, I don't know. You spend every day with Kevin. You, I don't know. I'm no, I knew there was that. a scooter thing happening. I just didn't know it was in Kelowna. I, I didn't put two and two together. And that yeah, seems like yeah. a pretty crazy thing to bring your scooter to Kelowna. I mean, I knew he was in Kelowna, and I was two provinces away. Anyway, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's not like I hang out with him every day for eight hours a day. Yeah, no, it was super fun because it was kind of like the first time the weather's been nice for us. Yeah, this year, so like it was like a, just a super hot weekend, and then like Kelowna is like a lake town, just a harsh tourist town that yeah. people just go to to party. So everyone's like in a harsh good mood and drunk and partying, and yeah, super well received. We just like cruised around and like went up and down like to all these different beaches, and then. Uh, the guy uh mason at after our supply co like set up a thing where we all went to this restaurant and there was like kind of like finger foods or like the whole thing was already like already set up for us and then yeah i just took a bunch of photos and then he had a party party after so it's like super super chill super well organized and yeah, then, yeah. Paul went with you obviously no yeah she just kind of like she didn't have a scooter though so she yeah, just yeah, like kind of hung out but um yeah i was i was saying to jake that this is like kind of like all the ones we do in Vancouver, they're like, they kind of get super hectic and everyone starts riding like complete idiots. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just becomes like pandemonium. Yeah. Um, whereas this one was like, like actually very chill. Like people were following the traffic rules and That's it, was, cool. it was, it was, it was, yeah, it was just different. It was a nice change, you know? And you didn't ride on the sidewalks or anything? Um, I mean, I did. But but they didn't. <laughs> Kevin, That's Kevin why I was so like, Kevin. So, so who are these people obeying traffic rules? Clearly yeah, not yeah. fucking you. Yeah, the other yeah, the yeah. other the other nineteen people. Yeah, yeah. I've ridden motorcycles with Kevin, and I'm just like, why the fuck's he on the median again? Like, what's going on here? Like, 
Kevin does. <laughs> it's not a Kevin fucking does. obstacle course. Uh, Anything yeah. can be an obstacle course. Uh, so, uh, speaking of scooters, I was like, okay, like looking, I, I don't know what, I don't know why or how I, I stumbled across. Uh, so a Honda Elite 150. I was like, yo, that thing's kind of cool. And I was like, yo, 150? Like, I didn't know they made 150cc scooters here. Like, Yeah, know, they have Elite 250. Yeah, I know. I was like, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Oh, I think I was on a YouTube channel and they bought one and the dude was just doing really straight out of the fucking car. I was like, yeah, that's kind of sick. And it's like a crazy looking scooter. Yeah, that's the elites are what got me into scooters. Like, oh, there's really? so future. Yeah, they like so pop. 80s future. They have like a pop up headlight. Like, yeah, pop up headlight and like a digital cluster. They're fucking, yeah. I, I always thought it'd yeah. be cool to just, you know, how it kicks up at the front to like, barely see the wheel i was like why don't they just make like a front spoiler that completely covers the covers wheel and then it, lower yeah. it and it'd be so cool so anyways yeah they're expensive fuck though yeah they're not cheap yeah like at fifteen hundred dollars i don't think i'd spend that for that but everything, that was, everything is sort of that price unfortunately now really well now like i mean scooters were going up and up and up over the last two years and then now the gas prices is like uh, why, yeah, why wouldn't you, you know? no i just thought it was like what the popularity of scooters made them expensive and i can't see that happening like well i mean i don't know like sort of like back before like all those stupid japanese scooters that we like you know two yeah. two summers ago were like 200 dollars, and now they're all like a thousand to twelve hundred dollars because yeah, like because like kids are trying to buy them like the minute they go out for sale like 30 people message the person like and yet, the craziest part about that scooter too is it, i was like oh elite 150 like blah blah like it's kind of cool and it's like it was in north couch where i was on the weekend i was like that's fucking weird like what are the chances yeah. of that right and it was like oh maybe i should go look at it i was like nah i'm not buying a fucking scooter yeah but jake like, literally just messaged me one that was like same thing it was like man that's a good deal like we could buy that and like easily double our money. But like, I'm like, I don't have any time. And Jake's like, I don't have any room. And like, I'm just like, yeah, exactly. Like I could, I could make some money, but like, I don't know. Like I told him to find me any scooter that runs so I could do wheelies around the shop. I said, I'll, I'll just practice <laughs> doing wheelies on fucking anything. Cause if I could do wheelies at 20 K, that'd be fine. Kevin, how much was yeah. the one that Jake found? um it okay it, it was a jog it had two sets of plastics uh the ad was for a thousand jake said he'd already gone down to 600 oh really so and it ran no that was a problem it was like he's like it starts and it'll idle for like two seconds but then it just dies but it had yeah, i feel like that's a pretty small problem like that that's just why exactly it's a small problem and it had papers so we we're like we could buy that and when it when it runs that's like a twelve hundred dollar scooter easy so like double your money oh. but like i don't got any time i got you know like i got this drift event after that i'm trying to you know do a bunch of other drift events like i would like gerard I, got, I gotta finish my truck i'd like i'd like to get my truck going so and then i got the 18 crown i got that k series whoever maybe i don't know it's cool maybe <laughs> oh there's so many things yeah exactly i don't need more scooter projects or any uh, any more projects Okay, let's wrap this up. What did we learn today? We talked about uh, how YouTube shouldn't, it can be annoying, but don't let it bother you. Don't let other people's shit fuck you up, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really all it is. Just stay in your own lane and just do what you think is cool or do what you love and and just keep doing it. But if what yeah. you love sucks, then you don't, don't do that. 
Then yeah, I mean, everybody's going to think something sucks, right? Like, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I think it's important to constantly reassess and course correct when needed. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> all so then about, if you're like, it's wanna, all about reflection. Uh, yeah, yeah. If, so if what you do kind of sucks, then you can get better. Ask questions. Be yeah. less of a punk. Um, and then if you have a daily, you're probably eventually at some point going to want to mod it. And then it's inevitable because that's who you are as a person and you can't get it out of your blood. So yeah. those are the things that I learned today. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you guys. Oh, and we're going to wake whack fest. We've already been there. <laughs> yeah. We've already been there. Gerard's <laughs> won an award. He's very happy. All right, you guys. I, as always, enjoy talking to you. So thanks for spending time with me. Thanks for listening to us. See you later, Kevin. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Serial Podcast 9.